Okay, hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Indie Diaries podcast that's shown the human stories behind indie game development. Speaking to you today is, as usual, your loyal Indie Diarist and host, Anthony L. Wolf, writer, narrative designer, and senior content manager in social media. Uh, before we dive into today's special topic, I want to share something really special. Uh, you know, of course, keeping the lights on and the mic running requires a little help from our friends. And today's episode is proudly brought to you by Drope.me, which is a uh, AI-enabled influencer marketing platform. And uh, with me today is Drope.me's uh, own CEO, Dima. Um, so yes. I'll hand it over to you, Dima, and uh, please tell the listeners a bit about yourself, what you do. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. Um, so my name is Dima. I'm the CEO and founder of Drobe.me. And we launched this product four months ago, but before then, uh, I was running a different company. And basically, basically, I just want to share like the story, how we came up with, with, with the idea of Drobe.me. So um, five years ago, I started an esports organization together with a different partner of mine, and it was a CSGO, uh, CSGO-oriented esports organization. It didn't go that well. We ran out of money quite fast, uh, and we had an amazing team of five players who loved playing competitively, but they were suddenly left without any funding. And uh, I felt very bad for the guys, and I started looking for ways to actually help them to do what they love and make money out of it. And that's when we came up with an idea uh, of allowing pro sports gamers and uh, you know, uh, like top streamers to engage their community in interactive experiences. What that means was that basically community members were able to pay in order to play live with their uh, with their like celebrities or like uh, beloved uh, beloved influencers or esports uh, teams, it seemed to us like a good idea, but it didn't turn out to be a good one uh, because <laughs> the market was kind of limited. And what we discovered was that um, creators or influencers they were not willing to monetize from their community. Instead, they were looking for ways to monetize with brands or through sponsorships. Mm-hmm. So we actually had to pivot from that idea. And through a number of iterations, we um, came up with what is now called Drobe.me, where we help gaming companies to engage micro-influencers at scale. Um, and the best part is that companies can only pay for the results that they're getting from their campaigns. So instead of doing these like sponsorship agreements where you actually have to find the influencers that you want to work with, outreach, then, you know, discuss the terms, then take care of the payments, and then make sure that the activation went well and you got the results that you wanted. It all takes a lot of time and it's not scalable. And this is something that we experienced while running organization.gg as well. We, uh, it was, it just took a lot of time, but the worst part is that you don't know what the results are going to be, what, mm-hmm. what the outcome is going to be. So you can spend a lot of money and time, but at the end of the day, it just might have been like a bad match with the, you know, with the influencer that you actually onboarded. So we changed the whole model upside down, and now um, gaming companies only pay for whatever is relevant for their business. It could be, if it's a mobile gaming company, it could be like iOS installs or when someone reaches a certain level in their game. If it's a Steam-based game, it could be Steam wish lists or Steam achievements or even Steam purchases. So in this way, it's kind of 
like our platform acts like is an affiliate platform for the mm-hmm. influencers. Um, so that's that's the one important part. The other part, we're also democratizing access to influencer marketing. So the minimum budget that you can start a campaign with us is only two hundred dollars, making it super affordable for indie developers who are just launching or who who launch their game. Uh, and just a couple of weeks ago, we uh, added an integration with Roblox as well. So now any out of the 5 million creators that build mm-hmm. games on Roblox would be able to, you know, tap into the influencer marketing channel as well, again, with a tiny budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, see if it works and then scale it, scale it from there. Uh, but yeah, w- mm-hmm. I wanted to say that actually uh, the one thing, there are a couple of things that you said that are pretty interesting. One is the fact that your mission was to try and connect creators with influencers because, you know, uh, sorry, um, developers with influencers mm-hmm. and creators because you know the challenges that are there and already the soul of drought that me it sounds like it was in your uh, earlier project um, but the second thing that you mentioned is micro influencers which we're going to uh, talk about in in a short bit um, which I think are, are an interesting con- an interesting concept for small teams and like independent developers because the vast majority of people listening to this, well, not the vast majority, but a good segment, a good chunk of people listening to this will be probably solo developers with very little budget and not many resources, not the same resources that maybe a big game gaming company would have. Mm-hmm. Um, so a platform like Drop.me, it's something that could probably help them um, reach some, some objectives for their game because connecting with creators is a challenge. And speaking about challenges, uh, in the, especially in... Uh, indie game influencer marketing, we know there are some, and one of the biggest one is definitely budget constraints. Mm-hmm. Um, so in your experience, like what kind of, what, what have you seen by working with uh, companies of all sizes in terms of uh, budget constraints and uh, what, what challenges have you seen in the indie game development scene that uh, indie game, that influencer marketing can solve in a way? And how can, you know, developers kind of, uh, get around those budget constraints when they're looking for influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so first of all, I want to highlight that influencer marketing is one of the most important tools and one of the most effective tools to promote your game. Um, and it doesn't always have to be a paid influencer marketing. Uh, there are a lot of cases where you actually don't even have to spend any money at all, but you would be able to get, you know, your um, influencers organically, just, just, just influencers who liked your game, who think you're making an amazing job and who would like to support you. And um, obviously, in order, in order to get these organic influencers, first of all, you need to build a good game a game that is relevant for the influencers as well. So I would like one of my suggestions, like when you're, when, when you're building a game, try to think about the levers that will help influencers to promote or market your game as well. So make it interactive for them and their community. And by doing that, you are increasing the chance of actually, you know, getting those organic influencers who just use your game because it's a fun way to engage their community. Um, Although it's not an easy task, uh, I think that is definitely a good pathway to get, you know, those free organic influencers interested in your game. 
if that's not your path, mm -hmm. if that's something you haven't been thinking about and your game is already live or close to, to going public, then of course you can use some of the paid channels, including drop.me. And again, you can start with a tiny budget uh, and we're not limiting any interactions that go outside of the platform. So for example, you can use drop.me to find the influencers um, that are the most effective in promoting your game. And then even within the platform, you'll have an opportunity to chat with them and, uh, you know, agree on some of the terms to work like long-term with them. And it could be like, doesn't have to be like monetarily terms. For example, you can send, I don't know, merch to them or like some in-game items uh, that doesn't cost anything to the game developer, but that might be mm -hmm. relevant for the, for the streamer while engaging with, with the community. So there are creative ways to do that. And I'd say like the basic, the basic way is, is to just to give away your, your game keys and there are platforms that mm -hmm. allow you to do that. Uh, but again, it's not a way to build any long-term relationship. You don't know what's gonna be happening yeah. with your game keys. Um, there's no analytics behind it. So basically, you're just giving away your keys without knowing what's going to happen yeah. to them. Uh, and, and you don't know if someone, for example, especially, you know, uh, gray market places exist uh, from the gray market. So you don't know if someone is just going to go and resell your key right away because you have no way to trace those links and, and keys and, and that kind of uh, those kinds of results, as, as Dima is saying here. Um, I think kind of related the fact that uh, I like what you mentioned about um, developing features that influencers will find um, appealing because I know there are a lot of games, uh, especially lately, they're trying to do Twitch integrations, for example. And those are really interesting because a creator can go directly into that game and say, oh, right, here's a way where I could, you know, engage with my audience if they have the same game or maybe sometimes even if they don't. Mm -hmm. um, so that's definitely something to keep in mind. Um, and I've got a question from uh, uh, one of my patrons, Zagini. Uh, one of the things I always wondered is, is it possible to approach streamers influen or influencers as a game dev without a marketing budget, which is something you already uh, kind of addressed, and still have a chance of them covering your game? And I suppose what uh, Zagini is actually asking here is about sizes, about creator sizes. So like, how would you recommend developers to approach creators uh, of all sizes um, without a marketing budget? Uh, yeah, that's... A good question, although it's a question that, you know, it will probably involve a lot of creativity from the game developer side, because you might imagine that there is like hundreds or even thousands of other gaming companies who are probably reaching out to the same influencers as you are. Um, so you'd have to be creative on what you're like, how you describe your game. Why do you think it's going to be relevant for this specific influencer? Uh, and probably like my um, my advice would be to come up like with the with a short list, maybe like 10, 20, 30, 50 influencers, but craft a very tailored, unique message mm -hmm. to them. So you're not like distributing, you're not shooting out your message to thousands of influencers because the outcome of that is not is is not going to be good. Like not a, you'll get like one or two percent uh, of responses, even that would be a success uh, and most likely you're not going to get the responses from the influencers that you are going to be interested in, in working with. Um, so I'd probably like come up with a list of influencers who are streaming 
at least the same genre or maybe like games that are kind of similar to yours um see and just go and watch their streams for you know 15 30 minutes an hour see how they engage with their audience maybe find some of the interesting like highlights of their streams and highlight that in the message that you're sending out to them like oh you had this amazing you know moment while you know on your mm -hmm. while you streamed that game and i was watching it amazing would you be interested in you know taking a look at our, at our game because we think it's going to be a, a really good fit with with your community and with what you do on the streams mm -hmm. and with our game you can actually play with your influence with your with your viewers and you know do x y and z so do a lot do a short list craft a very tailored message for each specific uh influencer and just see what the feedback is is going to be see what they respond um how much how you know how often they respond um that would be i'd say a method that doesn't require any um any budget and the way but it would require some time to actually find the emails of the influencers it also takes a lot of time because not all of them have emails. Sometimes you have to outreach them like on Twitter or on Twitch. Yeah. Or they have agencies. So they have middle people, middlemen who are yeah. just in the way. Agencies is a tricky part because 99% of the time, I'd say even 100% of the time, they're, they're going to ask for some money. Um, so if you get a response from an agent, that means that... Most likely, you're going to be charged for any activation. Yeah, good, good luck not getting charged. In fact, I think what we're uh, totally agree with you, and I think what we are discussing here is the importance of building relationships, which is something that you mentioned uh, earlier on as well. It's just that kind of uh, quality over quantity approach, where you approach an influencer that you really want to work with, maybe 15, 20, but not hundreds, because if you send the same pitch to every single influencer, you're not really going to get any results. And as you say, Dima, I think it's going to be as simple as going onto someone's Twitch chat or YouTube channel and leaving a comment and uh, let that be that first point uh, of contact. Um, I think already that uh, would make a huge difference. Yeah, um, I agree. Totally agree. Building a long-term relationship and starting it slow, I think it's a very good strategy. And uh, I think... It's it's also important not just to, um, and this is a related point, of course, but it's important not just to find the influencer that you want to work with, but also the influencer that is going to be right for your game. Um, and that's a challenge in itself. So how would you recommend uh, approaching that? So like, imagine someone is looking for the right community to play their game, the right community that is going to be um, engaged into playing that game. So how would you say an indie developer could do that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say the easiest way to do that would, would be through job.me because when you're creating a campaign, you can actually set the criteria of the influencers that you're interested in. Um, you can filter by the language that they stream their content on. You can filter by the genres that they're interested in, as well as some of particular games that they're playing. If you're willing, if you're not willing to take a shortcut and use job.me, then there are other tools which could help you as well. And um, one of the tools that we use uh, to find influencers and to grow the, the uh, 17,000 influencers that we already have on the platform is actually a platform called Twitch Tracker and Sally Gnome. Um, so by going like to mm -hmm. Twitch Tracker and uh, uh, you'd be able to like filter the influencers that, but you know, you'd probably should start with Soligno first. So there you can filter out 
like all the influencers by the games that they stream, whether they have been active in the last like 30 days. And then you'll have like a really long list of influencers who could potentially be a fit. Then you would probably have to like find their contact information and reach out to them. But starting from Selignome is a good, uh, is a very good tool to actually, you know, find at least streamers who would be relevant to promote your, your particular game. Perfect. And uh, I think uh, this way we've, we've answered one of the questions from uh, a member of the community called Fermin, Fermin Santiago, I believe, uh, who was asking about the kind of research or backlog that you need to look into before you work with an influence. And yes, it's definitely about looking at the kind of previous posts, their content, the kind of um, games that they play, the kind of genre that they're interested in, the kind of people that they attract to in terms of followers and such. So there is a little bit of work, of grind work to do, especially if you're not willing to take shortcuts, as you mentioned, Dima. Um, but all that work will pay off because at some point you will start building a relation with a creator. And even next time um, you're publishing a game, that creator may be a good fit uh, to just highlight your next work as well, mm -hmm. uh, your next creative work as well. So... I think I think that is important. And yeah, one 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 another thing that I would like to add to that is don't always look at the size of the streamers or influencers because you might be tempted to go like with larger influencers like if if you, mm -hmm. you like you can see that this guy has has 100 CCVs and and this one 15 you might end up getting like much better results with with the smaller influencers and that we what we've usually been seeing on drobe.me because their community is much more engaged and just streamers in general, they're much more approachable if they're like smaller streamers. And be aware that large numbers, they're not always related to real users. So you might, mm -hmm. you may, you may see like an influencer who has like 100 CCV, you, you go check it on Soligname or Twitch Tracker and it seems like, whoa, it's a popular influencer, but make sure you actually go to their live stream and see what kind of engagement they have with their audience mm -hmm. if their chat is active because we've seen some of the cases where you can basically pump the number of viewers that you have but those won't be real people so just be mm -hmm. aware of that again on drogue.me you'll you'll be able to see the ranking we do have like an internal system that provides a score so we only work with uh, real vetted influencers and that is actually a nice segue into the next segment of this episode, which is about micro-influences indeed. And I find the term micro-influences really interesting. It's something that uh, that kind of rose in, in, in uh, recent years, probably around COVID or right before COVID. Um, but it's becoming more and more important now. What are micro-influencers and why are they effective uh, mm -hmm. to promote a game? Yeah, I mean, there are different uh, definitions of what is a micro-influencer. And um, I'm just going to share like what, what, what we think of, of micro-influencers, what like our criteria is for micro-influencers. Mm -hmm. So basically, that could be anyone, um, any person who is, who is actively engaged on um, social media. It could be like X, it could be Twitch, TikTok, YouTube. And... Um, you should, like the, the 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 influencer should have at least thousand followers on 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 one of these uh, networks. That's basically, you know, like a minimum threshold, um, and uh, I'd say ninety nine percent of of the existing influencers kind of can can fall into this criteria. But uh, the other thing is you have to like be actively doing something on those social networks. If you're a streamer, 
um, we'd expect you to, you know, stream at least like two, two times a week, three times a week. So you have to be actively doing something, although it doesn't mean that it has to be like for a large audience. Basically, that's, that's mm -hmm. what we think about micro-influencers. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a big big difference compared to you know the big guys, the the ones at the top of Twitch. Because micro influencers usually their strength is, and especially in my experience working in social media as well, their strength is that, their strength is that they have a hyper engaged audience, mm -hmm. like people who follow them because they like who those people are, and they may be super cozy, they may have like super positive communities and such, but people follow them because of that positivity and because of what they bring to the table that is different and unique to them, mm -hmm. uh, rather than being huge entertainers that just make you laugh with every single line. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's just about what kind of person they are. And because of that, people relate with them a lot. Their communities are super engaged and usually they would um, trust whatever they, they recommend themselves because they know they can expect authenticity from them. Um, so that is, uh, that is one of the most important bits over here. And yeah, maybe, um, maybe just, just, just to add on, on top of that. So when you think about like smaller influencers, most of the time they know their community members by names. And this is like the reason why yeah, people actually engage with like smaller, because you get this, like, basically you're just a group of friends that, you know, interact mm -hmm. online. And that's what I think of like, um, and you probably have like some 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 leaders within those groups, and these would be like those micro influencers. So, the, the, like people who are who are capable of gathering like smaller groups around them, but who have common interests, but who can you know mutually contribute to to the group interaction. And just like statistic wise, if you think about if if you're a gaming company and you're interested in performance aspect of influencer marketing. Um, the conversion rate, for example, into like Steam wishlist or purchases of your game are going to be like 10 times higher with micro-influencers. Because again, if you think of, you know, um, a group of people that consists of like 20 people on, on live stream, and if the streamer says, look, guys, I love this game. It's an amazing game. I, I've played it. I now streamed it. Let's go check it out. You may have like 50% of that community you know, go and, and check out this game. Whereas if like a large streamer with thousands of people watching, I mean, they're not there. They're, they don't have as much trust to actually follow mm -hmm. the guy because most of the time they're watching this guy because it's just like a fun content. And sometimes it can be on the background because they don't have the opportunity to engage with the streamer. So they're mm -hmm. not that involved in the live stream. So that's why the definitely true, yeah. conversion rates differ dramatically. That's just like mm -hmm. the comment from the business perspective. Yes, and you will see that if you go on to, uh, for example, I keep bringing up Twitch because it's one of the most popular uh, streaming platforms, but even YouTube. If you go on to any uh, kind of um, micro-influencers profile or even Twitch stream and such, you can actually have conversations with them uh, yourself, mm -hmm. which is also uh, another thing, which is something that we were discussing before. It's easier for them to reply to you um, and and start building that relationship for you if you start if you just start a conversation and you connect on a human level and it's much easier with micro influencers who have smaller numbers and they like to keep their communities happy that way uh, than it is with like the big guys on Twitch and the ones that are always at the top of your uh, streaming list mm -hmm. um, so, of so your true. live now list and such so uh, absolutely and. Um, Getting into more of the details, this is a question that another patron asked called Pelig, 
Um, what do influencers focus on when they look at genre, graphics, and gameplay when deciding what games to showcase? And I think rather than just influencers, we can talk about micro-influencers. So in your experience, Dima, what you've seen on the platform on Drope.me or even just with your previous experience, what do micro-influencers care about when they're choosing a game to showcase? Well, when you're interacting with micro-influencers, you have to always keep in mind that the most important thing for them is their community. And they're not going to stream or promote a game that they think is going to be either like toxic or not relevant for their community because getting like like getting in like to five concurrent viewers on Twitch you know sometimes it take month or years so when you already have at least like 5 10 20 people watching you oh my god as a, as an influencer you're going to be very protective of that community mm -hmm. so like there's and you know expanding on this point like there's no criterias, like no general criterias in terms of like what genres uh, or or games. I guess it's it's super individual. So every streamer knows the best what 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 their audience is about, and um, this is why it's important to kind of like showcase your game. Maybe like share a video about your game, so the streamer has more understanding, you know, about the genre, about the gameplay, about the interactivity before he's going to be able to make a decision whether he wants to play it on, on the live stream or not. Um, so I'd say, to answer the question, there is no general rules, but it's more about each influencer making their own decision whether it's going to be a good game for their community. And again, community is going to be always prioritized, no matter how much money you're paying mm -hmm. for the promotion. If it's toxic, if it's something not relevant, if it can hurt the community of the influencer, 99% of the time, they're not going to do it. Exactly. And uh, honestly, I can speak as being part of that group, I suppose, because my community is kind of small, kind of um, focused. But at the same time, I care about each and every listener so much because they reach out to me. We have nice conversations about the indie industry. Um, maybe we, we can have conversations about the latest games or simply about what they're, what they're on to right now. And I like to support every single member of my community, every single person that comes up to me and says, can I be on an episode with you? And I always say yes, because I care about the kind of industry that, that, is, that the Indie Diarist as a show is building. And a lot of other micro-influencers or people who have smaller and very focused communities will be exactly like that, um, because they, they see the value in cultivating that kind of um, uh, nurturing, that kind of sense of community that creates around their brand. Um, so if you approach the right people with that mindset in mind, then you're going to definitely get, uh, more results. And, and about results, I think, um, there are always, of course, pros and, uh, not pros and cons, but there are always some common pitfalls when it comes to working with creators or when it comes to business relationships. So another Twitter user asks, what are some common mistakes to avoid when working with influencers? Well, first of all, you, you, you... You have to be genuine, like in, in all the, mm -hmm. in all the, you know, conversations and communication that you have with influencers, there's just, they're just regular people, uh, who just ended up having, you know, an audience that supports them and, and kind of follows them. Uh, do you have to like treat influencers as human beings and respect their time and, uh, be patient in communications as well? 
Sometimes they may not respond today, but they will, you know, come back like in, in five, seven days because they had some whatever family issues or so just be respectful, be genuine. And then again, coming coming back to some of the points that we brought up earlier, do your homework. So before you, you know, reach out to someone, take a look at their like statistics, where do you think your game is going to be a good fit for their community. Just make this decision on your own before you actually start approaching like the whole list of you know, influencers who you happen to have an email off. So, and again, like if you think there is a fit, create, uh, create a very tailored, tailored message to, uh, that, 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 that will help you know, to deliver the message and, and uh, like, distinguish your game from, from the other. Uh, from the other games. Um, and then just intuitively, you might, you know, feel whether the influencer is genuine as well. So it, it, it's a mutual dialogue. Uh, it's not you trying to push your game. You actually have to understand like how the influencer is responding to you, like gauge the interest um, that, that they might have. Um, if you think they're not genuinely interested in your game, probably that's a red flag and you should, you know, politely stop mm -hmm. having uh, a conversation because you're not going to get out of that. You're not going to get the results that you're expecting out of it. So probably it's worth moving on and, and finding another influencer. And again, the point that we mentioned with uh, the bots or unreal users, like if you're looking at the, at the statistics, at the data, and you see like some of the spikes, for example, in followers, you can see that on Twitch tracker. Uh, and then you see that there are no like clips, for example, added clips of that influencer that might require you to do like extra due diligence on who you're working mm -hmm. with. Just, you know, spend a bit more time than on their live Twitch or, um, or watch the, the YouTube videos that they posted because yeah, they might not be genuine influencers. They might just mm -hmm. be acting like ones. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you have something to add uh, on that, Anthony. Well, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head on the uh, respecting people's time. Uh, because they are human beings, after all. You want to create that relationship. There's nothing worse than... And I've seen some messages like that. Fortunately, not, referred, not addressed to me yet. Mm -hmm. At some point, maybe. But I've seen some of those messages. There isn't, there's nothing worse than acting entitled when you're speaking to a to an influencer acting like your game is super important because of course it is it is super important to you mm -hmm. but uh you want to build that kind of human connection you don't want to be to make the influencer feel like crap if they're not covering your game or if they're not responding to you quickly because they are busy people just like you are uh they will give you attention if you're patient as as Dima said and uh, it, it's so important to just be a decent human being, I mm -hmm. think, because this is what these influencers will expect you to be. Um, so, yeah, and I don't think anyone listening to this will... Um, I don't think anyone listening to this will ever go to an influencer and just send a stingy message or something like that. But it's it's one of the things to keep in mind, one of the small things that maybe you don't necessarily think about, um, which I think is so important. Um so yeah, well, I think we're on to the third and final part of this episode, which is about which is a bit more practical. So like mm -hmm. some more practical tips for indie developers who, who may have limited resources to actually up their influencer marketing game. Um, and this could be via platforms like Drope.me, or it could be just simply by best practices. Um, so I think, I think as as with anything in marketing, 
I want to talk about the importance of setting clear goals and objectives before you even reach out to influencer marketing, mm-hmm. uh, to, to influencers uh, for your influencer marketing campaign. So um, what is it that you really want to achieve and what kind of tips um, would you like to give people in that, Dima? Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for bringing that up. I think that's vital in any influencer or in any marketing campaign or when you're just, you know, thinking about even building a game, like what what is your goal? Like, are you building the game just to build the game and share it with your friends or just to, you know, just to build it for yourself or you want this to be, you know, an ex huge title that's being played all over the world and you actually have to start from answering that question like why are you building the game and then what is your goal and how do you plan on reaching that goal and i think only after that it kind of makes sense to think about like the marketing strategy uh, influencer marketing strategies is is like part of that strategy so in our experience it has always been difficult to get meaningful results with the companies that are just there to try out the platform without knowing mm-hmm. how to measure whether it was a successful company or not. They don't even have the the gauge that they're able to estimate, you know, whether it was a success or not. Uh, and you mm-hmm. cannot have that gauge if you don't have any goals. For example, if you're spending thousand dollars, like what do you what do you want to get? Do you want to get five hundred wish lists? Do you want to get uh, I don't know, 500 minutes of people watching your, your game or you want like 20 streamers, uh, you know, stream your game. Like, w- w- what is your end goal? Do you want to be noticed by Steam algorithm uh, so that it could be, you know, y- your game could be featured on Steam or likewise for, for Twitch? So without having those goals, it's very difficult to reach any meaningful results. So you just nailed it by, you know, by starting with that. And I think that's the most important. When you have your goals in mind, you're going to find ways to actually achieve them. If you don't have any goals in mind, you're not going to, you're just going to be yeah, floating around great. without, without getting anywhere. So I think you answered the question by, by asking the question. <laughs> uh, and, but I think you also said something super interesting there, which is about, well, a couple of things to be fair. One is the fact that influencer marketing is just part of the much bigger marketing campaign that is around your game and around building awareness of your game. So influencer marketing is just one side of the coin and it's a multifaceted coin really. So it's not really a coin. I suppose it's like a flower, maybe a petal, Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, um, it's just one element in the grand scheme of things. And uh, the the grand scheme of things is influenced by the objectives that you set for yourself and the goals that you set for yourself at the beginning of your marketing campaign, which if you've listened to footnote number three on uh, the, the, the marketing special, um, with three special guests from the marketing scene, you will know that there is no, it's never too early to start planning your marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so start as early as possible. Um, but also for for a lot of indie developers, one of the main goals is wish lists, of course, because you know that that kind of tricks the, alg- the algorithm, mm-hmm. not really tricks, but it shows the algorithm that your game is valuable. Mm-hmm. So there are certain numbers and such that we're not going to dive into today, but there are other metrics because you also mentioned watch time. So mm-hmm. uh, how many hours people are going to watch your your game online uh, or minutes. Um, and uh, you also mentioned like uh, being featured on Steam. So as Dima said, there are a lot of different ways that you can factor into your influencer marketing strategy and influencers can help you achieve those. But that, But they shouldn't be the only thing that you do. 
um, that is that is super important there. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to to, to say, uh, like when we created the platform, we were aware that not a lot of indie developers have experience with marketing. A lot of them have zero mm. experience. So like a lot of them are just interested in building the game and that's what they're passionate about. But like the business and marketing side is something that, and again, they probably like, you know, you anticipate that you're going to get like a, a publisher who's going to take care of all the like business side and marketing side. Yes, it does happen a lot, but sometimes it doesn't happen. And if you want to get eyeballs on your game, you actually have to, you know, invest some time or money into, uh, into like growing the game and this is why um, in the creation flow on drop.me we actually the first question we ask is what is the platform of your game like are you building it for steam or or uh, or mobile game or roblox the next question is what is your goal are you trying to grow sales do you or are you trying to um, you know, do like a pre-launch promo, so your game is not live, but you want to like start building community and get feedback. Get feedback is another goal. Uh, so we kind of like anticipated that not a lot of game developers have experience with that, and you do have to start with a goal, as as we already discussed. So we kind of like try to anchor uh, game developers who are, who are launching campaigns with us on what do they actually want to to achieve. Perfect. And uh, we've already talked about, uh, moving on, about drafting compelling pitches to influencers, like the fact that you, that, that is your first point of contact usually. That's how you're trying to get uh, influencers to, to be interested in your game. And we've shared some, some tips and practices there just to bring it back and to summarize, just be yourself, uh, authentic, just uh, make sure that it's tailored to the person. Mm -hmm. And anything else you would like to add, Dima, on that point? Um... Maybe try to step into the shoes of the influencer. Uh, when you're doing like this outreach, you can, you know, just imagine that the influencer is probably getting a lot of those emails or a lot of those messages. Mm -hmm. And it makes some time to, to respond. And how do you stand out from the rest of the crowd? Uh, and then, you know, look at the community uh, that the influencer has, like the, the engagement. So just try to change the sides of the table and uh, mm -hmm. put yourself into the shoes of the influencer. And uh, this would probably make it a bit easier in terms of understanding the, you know, the process and uh, again, making sure that you're successful in that process when you just understand how the other uh, side is feeling and going. And, uh, and on that note, there's an in a very interesting question and you may not have an answer to this because it's a very creative one, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Pavel from, from uh, Twitter um, or X, depending on uh, how you like to refer mm -hmm. to it, uh, handle Panpolka, um, asks, what's the most unconventional tactic to generate excitement among creators about the game, about a game? Um, so have, have you seen something unconventional in your experience working or connecting with creators that, uh, that you'd like to share? Oh, that's a, that's a very interesting question. Um, I mean, so basically unconventional for, for a game, there could be like a number of ways. So I've seen um, I've seen some of the gaming companies like focus on the esports part of their game. So make it competitive and make it relevant for esports. I haven't seen a lot of successful cases though, because first you have to make a successful mm -hmm. game, and then transform it into like an esports. Of course. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've seen some of the people like take that approach from day one. But 
I would probably not consider that as a super successful thing. Um, I think if you're looking for creative ways, it's, I think there's a lot of creativity that's going to be coming up from Roblox creators and OEFN creators. Because, for example, oh, mm-hmm. with OEFN right now, they literally don't have any marketing channels. So, mm-hmm. like, there's no even, like, deep links as of now. Uh, you just have to market your promo code, not the promo code, but the game code. And then users have to manually type it in and, uh, you know, join, join your game on OEFN or Fortnite Creative. Uh, and I've seen some companies um, create tournaments, for example, uh, tournaments that would involve streamers and the community members have the opportunity to be selected into those teams and play with the streamers together, compete in a tournament that has like a prize pool of the last one I've seen mm-hmm. was like twenty thousand dollars, so it's pretty. It was a pretty big, large uh, yeah. prize pool. Uh, but you can come. You, it doesn't have to be as big. It can have you know five hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. You just will probably then have to stick with smaller streamers. But you can mm-hmm. create basically a tournament where streamers participate, and then their community members are going to be selected based on their activity within your game. So, mm-hmm. for example, they can do stuff. They can post. Uh, um, I don't know. In that case, it was based on the number of headshots that the community members did. Every day, they would have like a, a winner. And during like the 10 days, they would have 10 winners. And then they would distribute them into the teams of the influencers. And then the influencers would stream the tournament. That was something really creative. I don't know the numbers yet, how efficient that was. <laughs> I'm still, I'll, I'll, I'll get in touch with a, with a game developer. Yeah. Um, I don't think I, I can reckon any other like creative approaches. Mm-hmm. Um, but personally, it's it's one that I like personally as well, like uh, Twitch tournaments or just streamer tournaments or just tournaments where you can actually compete with your with your favorite streamer and such. I think they bring the community together. Uh, I think they're fun. Mm-hmm. So that could be one thing. If you do have a multiplayer game, of course. If you have a single player game, then it could be trickier. But as you can see, there are several ways that you can. Um, find uh, there are several fun ways in which you can uh, involve the creator with their community and bring them together so that they just have a, a bit of fun playing your game. So, yeah. Um, I'd like to wrap this up, actually, with uh, one thing that we kind of touched on um, earlier on in the episode, which is specific tools or resources that people can use to um, that can assist indie developers in the process of finding their creators or influencers. Of course, one of them is Drop.me, which we've already um, discussed with you. Um, you also mentioned Twitch Tracker. Is there, are there other platforms that come to mind that uh, you think um, people listening to this might find useful or tools for that matter? Yeah, so, so like Soligname would be a good way to filter mm-hmm. out uh, streamers based on the genre, language, and their activity in the last, let's say, 30 or 90 days. So you'd be able to come up with a list of influencers. Then if you'd want to find their contact information, you can do that manually by you know, checking out their social media. Or you can, you can go to Fiverr, for example, and uh, you know, pay some small amount of money to you know, basically automate that process and ask someone to help you out on that. Um, then you'd probably want to do like an email outreach. But again, this should be tailored. So I wouldn't recommend using like mm-hmm. any, any automated tools for that. So again, come up with a list of like 30 to 50 influencers and uh, spend some time watching 
and uh, engaging with them before you do that outreach. And if you want to distribute keys, of course, there's this platform everyone knows about it. It's Keymailer. Again, I'm not mm -hmm. sure if it's the best way to just you know give away your keys because there's so many risks involved. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, you have zero control of where those game keys are going to go. And you don't even know whether the streamer has streamed the game or not. Uh, uh, so I'd say like these could be the the tools again you'd have to spend a lot of time uh you know going through all of these steps it's not it's not something that can be done in a day uh again there is a shortcut <laughs> Joe, that me feel feel free to test it out and see if it's, if it's exactly, a better yeah. way for you and, and about that actually for uh, now i guess it's time for some parting words so as part of this uh, collaboration with Drope.me, um, I have a special discount code, I would say, or a promo code mm -hmm. anyway, that you guys can use if you want to check out Drope.me and uh, uh, launch your first campaign. It's Indie Diarist Zero, all um, uppercase. And uh, if you use this promo code on Drope.me, you can launch your first campaign with 0% commission, uh, which uh, Drope.me would usually take, um, for your first campaign by the 31st of December this year. Um, so again, Indie Diarist Zero, go and drop, let me check it out because it could actually help you, uh, promote your game a bit farther and wider, mm -hmm. I, I would say. Um, but yeah, thank you, Dima, and thank you, drop.me for, um, for such a, an insightful episode. I'm sure a lot of people will find it useful. Um, if people would want to maybe reach out to you directly, maybe for some more advice and such, where can they find you mm -hmm. and what is the best way, uh, to reach out? Uh, yeah, the easiest way would probably be through my email. It's uh, dima at drope.me. Uh, I'm also available on uh, LinkedIn, if someone still uses that. Uh, it's dima. <laughs> and then probably if you could post my, my contact information in, in the description, that would be, I think. Of course, yeah. You will find all the links to drope.me or maybe to dima's profile in the description of the episode. And uh, again... Thank you so much for your time, Dima. It's been a lovely episode and uh, packed full of insights for, for people to just go off and start their own influencer marketing campaign. Um, lovely to speak to you. And uh, yeah, uh, best of luck with the rest of, of your Drope Me project. I'm sure it won't go down like the first one. <laughs> it looks like you have a, you have a, um, it's a, learning a, curve. a very clear purpose and mission. Now. It's yeah. a learning curve, of course, <laughs> but I'm sure... I'm sure you're on the right track, so yeah. Thank you very much, Anthony, for the questions and, and your comments. They, I think they were like super useful and uh, thank you for having me. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Indie Diaries podcast. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to Dima for being such an amazing guest. I'm sure we said a lot of useful things and our conversation was so insightful. I hope that it will help a lot of solo developers with small teams out there kickstart or refine their influencer marketing campaign. And about that, this episode, as I mentioned, was brought to you by Drobe.me itself. So if you want to try out the platform, go to Drobe.me and use the code, the promo code INDIEDIARIST0, all caps, to start your first marketing in influencer marketing campaign with 0% commission. Other than that, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. You can find it on all the major podcasting platforms and also somewhere else, a little surprise that I've got in store for you uh, for the new year. 
And of course, if you want to support the show monetarily, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash theindiedarist and just subscribing there to one of my tiers that offer bonus content or exclusive access to content in advance and a lot of other incredible things. And about that, I want to shout out to my amazing Patreons who are Feinoko, Zagini, Fishbump Dev, and Pelik. You guys, thank you so much for being so amazing and for supporting the show every single month. Now, without further ado, I'll speak to you in the next episode of The Indie Diaries. And of course, if you are an indie game developer yourself, please get in touch because my main content is about interviewing game developers who have an interesting story to tell. And I'm sure my audience would love to hear from you. Music